welcome back to the Highway to Health podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. The Highway to Health podcast is sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. Dave Nemo is your host for this edition of the podcast, and Dave will be welcoming Megan Devine for a wide-ranging discussion that addresses grief as well as dealing with the pressures of a constantly changing world. As you guys will hear, Megan is truly an expert on the subject of grief. As Dave will share with you guys, Megan is a noted psychotherapist, writer, grief advocate, and communication expert. Megan is dedicated to helping people live through experiences they never imagined that they would face. As part of her ongoing work, Megan has created an online community and a resource that helps people survive some of the hardest experiences of their lives. Megan is no stranger to the podcast world as she is the host of the Hereafter podcast. She's also the author of the book, it's okay that you're not okay. Now folks, later in this edition of the podcast, we'll also be talking with you about Healthy Trucking of America and how you can get connected to the information and resources provided through HTA. Right now, it's time to hand it off to Dave Nemo for his feature interview with Megan Devine on this edition of the Highway to Health podcast from Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Today is Grief Awareness Day. Megan Devine, psychotherapist, writer, grief advocate, podcaster, communications expert. Where do we start? Oh, and good morning. It's great to have you. Morning. It's always such a pleasure to be here with you all. I think you're right. This is Grief Awareness Day. And honestly, I have a bit of a hard time with awareness days, right? Like it's like you get one day to talk about grief and the rest of the time you get to ignore it or you get one day to remember whatever it is. Remember Uh, Pearl Harbor, I know, right? Right, for one day and then that's it and then you're all done. But we can take advantage of the awareness days to open conversations about things that we don't talk about all that often. And You mentioned in your introduction there, like when we think about grief, we usually think about death. And of course, grief is evident and connected to death. But my dad has been saying a lot like, Maggie, I think that everyday life is full of grief that we don't call grief. Grief is just such a bigger term than death. It doesn't always have to be the sort of world-destroying, earth-shattering heartbreak that we think of with death or divorce or chronic illness. There's everyday grief just in everyday life. When someone and dies, from, it yeah. creates a huge hole in your life. But I'm kind of going down a path that I think you're going down in terms of the everyday things that we do legitimately have to grieve about in terms of the world condition and the people in it is the death of a thousand cuts almost. Yes, really being awake and aware and looking at the world around you and understanding how many things are falling apart and how much things have changed just in the last 10 or so years with what's happening with climate change, right? I think you mentioned floods and fires, whether in our conversation before or this one, the planet is changing and a lot more people are suffering and losing homes and property and animals and lives, right? And then the counter to that is, well, yes, but it's been going through these changes since the beginning. The Ice Age is there, then the Ice Age ends, the water melts, the English Channel is cut through, and everything is Uh different. And we go through these phases. But I'm thinking that today we understand and are aware, there's that word, right? We're aware of all of that. Like those folks, they just kind of took it more in stride, I think, because they didn't have that overarching knowledge of the universe, so to speak. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's tricky to know, but I think we definitely, because of technology, because of bigger population sizes, we're able to see things getting worse. We know a lot more about other people's suffering than perhaps they did before you could know what was going on a continent away. We're, it's such a smaller world now, I think, is where I'm going with this. We're in touch with so much more change and loss and suffering. And I think there are so many of us who are just like, everything is ending. Even if it is just a natural shift in the planet, it still means a lot of change and suffering. And it's hard to feel hopeful in a world where it's always a new disaster, whether it's a man-made disaster or a natural disaster. It's hard to feel like there's any point. I'm definitely hearing that a lot. I have been feeling it a lot in myself, and I've been hearing it in a lot of the people and the communities around me, sort of a why bother when all of our work, all of our attempts to make a good life for ourselves and for others to get thwarted every time we turn around, and that is grief. There's an old expression. I'll bring it in here. I know it doesn't fit, but it's almost a counter to that in terms of ignorance is bliss. Maybe we know too much for our own good right now. I mean, think about the people in Pompeii. The shadow of Mount Vesuvius, do you think they worried every day that that thing was going to explode and bury them in ash and we would find them 2,000 years later? No, man, they had no clue. They wanted to live there. They thought that was a good thing. But had they known what we know now, who'd want to live in Pompeii, right? Oh, gosh. I don't know that we could go down that trail. <laughs> Look at low-lying coastal areas. Some of the most beautiful places in the country are prone to earthquakes and wildfires and flooding. So we always make choices, even knowing the risks, right? You eat a double bacon cheeseburger and a side of extra crispy fries plus a milkshake, you know that these things are not good for cardiovascular health, especially if we're on like highway to health here. Like, you know, those things aren't good for your long term health, but they're delicious and you do them anyway. So I don't know that we can say in that sort of that ignorance is bliss. But the other thing is, even if I don't come at it in that way, ignorance might be bliss in not knowing what is coming for you choosing Mm -hmm. to be joyful and celebrate and live your life not knowing what is coming for you i wonder if there's also power in knowing what's coming if we know and we can't not know we can't not know right now that things have been rough and that things are getting rougher i don't know where the phrase comes from but if those scales fall from our eyes and Mm -hmm. if we don't have that ignorance then what choices do we get to make what power is there in knowing these changes are coming these changes are here. And we're not just talking about floods and fires and earthquakes and all of these things. We are talking about disease. We're talking about reproductive access. We're talking about political changes that make suffering increase for certain parts of our culture and civilization. What choices do we have? What personal power? What agency do we have, given that we aren't ignorant to the suffering and the pain around us? You and I were talking before we started about what if it is the end time? What if everything Mm. is almost over? Okay, what kind of connections and what kind of community, what kind of love do we want to bring to the end of things? I don't personally believe that it's end times, whether that's from any kind of religious or other tradition, like the normal traditional understanding of end times. But the world is rapidly becoming uninhabitable in lots of different ways (laughs) and unkind and violent and unjust in more explosive ways than perhaps we've noticed before. If it's true that we are on the fast track to destroying each other, what do we do? 
You're listening to the Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. The Highway to Health Podcast is sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. You can learn more about the information and resources available from HTA by visiting the organization's website, healthytruck.org. That's healthytruck.org. Now, folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health, we'd like to invite you to listen to The Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The road trip down the highway to health on The Dave Nemo Show happens every Tuesday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. You'll hear interviews featuring interesting guests who can help you to stay healthy as you move down the road. So be sure to tune in every Tuesday morning to The Dave Nemo Show, which is heard on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The Dave Nemo Show is also available through the Sirius XM app. Now, folks, let's get you back to this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. I heard on Megan Devine's podcast about something we don't really realize. We can and we do grieve about the general state of the world with our own areas of emphasis. And right now, Mother Nature, certain political leaders, disease, to name a few, are giving us plenty to grieve about. Megan mentioned her dad, always the eternal optimist expressing doubts about his ability to carry on with hope. She also talks about the word H-O-P-E, hope. So, you kind of made me think of something that came up yesterday in terms of time. I'm 73 years old, okay? All through my life, I've heard, well, when you get older, time just flies by. And it's true. It really is. Christmas is right around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. The seven-year-old thinks Christmas is three lifetimes away. So, here we are. But... I'm talking to people of all ranks and file in terms of age and background, and everybody says the same thing, that the days just flow by so fast. And it's not just COVID, but COVID was conveniently planted right in the middle of all of this change. We can't keep up with the technological world. So we have two timelines here. We have the artificial timeline and we have the human timeline, and we're gasping for air trying to keep up. It's a race to be human, maybe, in a way. That whole idea that time is a construct, and time is a construct, and we need units of measurement, otherwise we're just sort of lost in chaos. (laughs) But that real human scale, and I think a lot of what happened during the pandemic was really feeling the dissonance between the human rhythm and the human scale and the man-made time scale of, like, work schedules, and this is an expectation, and this is an expectation. We don't usually see or feel the difference between a natural human rhythm and the rhythms that we've created to make order of our days. And the pandemic brought that dissonance into sort of sharp relief for people. I wonder about that confluence of things, that the pandemic experience brought a lot of people into kind of questioning, how am I spending my time? What am I doing? Where are my connections? What do I want for myself? What feels good and what doesn't feel good in whatever time I have? And I don't mean that as like end times, floods and all of that stuff, but more like life is always fleeting. We never know what is around the corner for us. The pandemic with so many losses, chronic illnesses and deaths and loss of job and loss of relationships, a lot of the things that we thought would just be there were no longer there. And that made a lot of people wonder about their lives and what do they want for themselves and what is next. 
And that sort of like self-reflective questioning, I think it can go probably one of several ways, but for purposes of time here, like one of two ways into this sort of real downer of what's the point, everything can change, why try when things can be taken away from you. It's not that that's not valid. That is a real feeling and a real thing to explore. Again, that is part of grief and part of being human. I don't think that we can just slap hope or slap a happy face on all of the questions and all of the concerns that are coming up for people. You mentioned in the introduction here that my dad, who is just a couple of years older than you, back in June, my dad said, you know me, I always have hope and I don't know that I feel hopeful for anything mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Boy, to hear my father, who never gives up hope, to hear him say that he didn't feel hopeful was a real wake-up call for me to be thinking about when the world is falling apart, the world as we've known it, whether that is personally or collectively, what do we hold on to when you can't hold on to sort of a naive belief that everything is going to turn out okay because things don't always turn out okay. Things don't always turn out the way that we want them to. So is our only option then to sort of collapse into despair and no longer try? And I mean this personally and I mean this collectively. Do we no longer try in our own lives? Do we no longer try for the lives and the life for others? Do we give up in the face of epidemics of gun violence and natural disasters and other things that are unfolding for us? Do we give up? I don't know how to not give up all the time, but I do think for myself, really talking about what do we hold on to in these times when we feel like there is nothing to hold on to. For me, the thing that keeps me going right at the moment is I want to know what other people are holding on to. What does hope look like when it's not wishful thinking? Yeah, you make a big point about wishful thinking. Yeah. In the podcast Hereafter with Megan Devine, Season 2, Episode 1 came out yesterday. They come out every Monday at refugeingrief.com, refugeingrief.com. But one of the things you said is, I want my hope back, and I'm thinking of a bumper sticker, right? Yeah, I would really like my hope back. If that could arrive, that'd be awesome. Just that I've been an activist for a very long time and a public health educator for a very long time. I am accustomed to bad things happening. <laughs> I am accustomed to paying attention to the suffering of the world. I don't know that it feels necessarily different these days, but the volume is much louder. And I think if we use volume in both senses of the world, the volume is much louder and the volume is much bigger. Finding hope. For me, some things that I mentioned in episode one of the show, find it wherever you get podcasts, listen to it wherever you get podcasts. The thing that I'm grappling with this season is like, it has to be a functional hope for me. Like my hope for the world has to be functional. It can't be wishful thinking. It can't be like, well, I hope everything works out for the best. That to me doesn't mean anything. That's a vending machine. I go to the vending machine. I put in my quarters or my credit card these days, whatever, and I get something out. And I think that we hope like that. I yes. hope for this very specific outcome. And then I sort of throw up my hands and wait. There's an expectation, like that's all I had to do was say, I hope this works out. And that kind of hope is really flimsy. It gets disappointed all the time. Yeah. For me, a really functional hope. I used to talk about this a lot in grief. Like if your child dies or your partner dies or your sister is killed, people say, I hope life is good for you after this, which is <laughs> weird. <laughs> I hope you have a great life without your person. Yeah. I hope things get better for you. It's like it really can't. It really can't in the ways that we're hoping where somebody is hoping for us. So for me, when things go horribly wrong like that, like for me, the hope is I hope I feel loved and supported in what's happened to me. 
I hope that you'll come back and visit with us again. And I hope everybody will start listening to the podcasts. Check out the book, It's Okay Not to Be Okay. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And we would also like to invite you to visit HealthyTruck.org, the website for Healthy Trucking of America. HealthyTruck.org is filled with information and resources that can help make your travels down our nation's roads and highways a healthier one. Be sure to check back with us each Friday for the latest episodes of the Highway to Health Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo, also has another podcast from Healthy Trucking of America. Be sure to check out the Healthy Trucking Podcast. Now, folks, you can find all the podcasts being brought to you by Healthy Trucking of America through Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. You can listen to us by downloading the Podwheels app, which is available in the Apple Store or on Google Play. You can also listen to all the episodes being brought to you by Healthy Trucking of America through our website, podwheels.net. Now, folks, we've got one last item to pass along to everybody. You can now catch up with the Highway to Health podcast on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcast. Just go wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. And when you find our podcast, we would ask that you take a moment and subscribe to the Highway to Health. You'll be notified whenever we release a new episode. The Highway to Health Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America, is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.